0: So it's not, it's not only just going to bed, to bed early that's gonna you know get you the rest you need, it's how you spend your day.
1: Welcome to your Journey to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski, and I'm on a mission to help you find joy in the chaos of life. As a retired nurse, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and mom of four adult children, I know what it's like to feel the overwhelm of it all and wonder if and when the joy will show up again and I've learned it's up to us to go find that joy. On this show, you will hear inspiring stories from those who have overcome all kinds of life challenges, tips on how to stay healthy and vibrant during the ups and downs of life, and simple ways on finding joy in your own life. Let's face it, life is messy, yet when we travel together on this journey, support and encourage each other along the way, that joy starts to show up again. I'm so excited to lead you on this journey of you to find the joyful life that you deserve. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So glad that you are here, and i so glad to... Some of my favorite days are when I get to uh, interview people and share stories of people that I've met along the way. And um, my guest today, Alejandro Zuniga, I met in Nashville at a women's event that I was at, that we were both at, at the beginning of October. And um, she mentioned sleep and babies and coaching and things like that. So I wanted to hear more about that. And so we're going to share more about that today because certainly as I focus on joy on this podcast If people aren't sleeping, especially those parents and the moms, um, there's not a whole lot of joy (laughs) in the house. Um, So Alejandra um, Allie is a a sleep coach, and um, she calls a gentle, a certified gentle sleep coach. And as I spoke with her, and we'll discover here, um, I thought that she was, you know, coaching the babies, but really she starts with the parents. And so, I think it's a little bit different approach, but I think it's a great one. So, just welcome to the podcast. I'm so uh, honored that you're here today.
0: Thank you, Maura, and thanks everyone who's listening out there. Um, Yeah, as you mentioned, I am a gentle sleep coach, and what that means is that we use, uh, we work together. I work together with the parents, with the baby, in you know, in mind their development. If they are developmentally ready you know what age they have their strengths i we talk about their values we talk about a lot of things and not only sleep so the gentle the, the gentle approach involves you know being respectful and very gradual with the baby and, and this approach is baby led we get to know the baby and the ones that knows their baby the best are the parents so that's why we discuss this in in depth so the way i i work with the parents is and how i approach this is i start with that intake form that is like really extensive actually it's like 9 pages long mm. but that gives me an idea about the baby and the parents their dynamics as a family you know, uh, what their values are, how they think, what they know beforehand, because there's a lot of information out there about, you know, babies and sleep and newborn care. Sometimes there's a lot of information and you don't really know what's best. No, does this work? Does this not work? And essentially, you just have to find whatever works for your family what works with one baby or one family may not work with another mm-hmm. so the first thing I always work with the parents is this knowledge and this notion that there's only one thing that's gonna work for them and we need to find what that is so that's why I, I ask all these questions you know about the child's history the parents' history how was a pregnancy how was a birth it goes all the way back to the, you know, to pregnancy.
1: I would anticipate too, you know, I'm a mom of four children. And so I remember those days. And, you know, I would anticipate too, that it's, it's also kind of how many, how many babies or how many children are in the house or, you know, what's the cultural uh, dynamic in the home? Because I would think that some cultures have certain ways that they like to do things or certain ways that their families are. And I also know that you know, it's not just, yeah, when the baby is born, but it's how that mother's carried that baby, um, mm-hmm. what she was going through, what was going on in the house, you know, her nutrition, those type of things. That all impacts yes. how that baby mm-hmm. came into the world and then is, I guess, responding to living in the world. So I love that you look at all of those facets.
0: Yeah, it, it is important to look at that because, you know... Babies, the way babies or a newborn sleeps, is related to how the mother slept when she was pregnant, mm. because she's the one that established the rhythm for the baby. So even in the womb, the baby has a rhythm already of when when to be awake and when to be asleep. Mm. You know, and it's and it's the activities a mom does that regulates their sleep in the womb. So when they they come out, you know, to this world. They already have a little bit of notion of of that rhythm but it's a different world so the parents need to really show the way guide the baby on healthy sleep habits from day one you can parents i i always encourage parents to do this because babies don't they're born without knowledge of their brains are blank you know they're blank, and they and everything around them stimulates, and everything around them they are soaking in and absorbing. You know every smell, every noise, every everything is new to them. So it it it's on the parents to guide them and to find an environment that is conducive to sleep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and and that's a way you establish a healthy sleep have he- healthy sleep habits from the beginning. So. From this intake form I already know a little bit of how these parents are establishing these sleep you know its sleep habits and what they can change and what they can reinforce you know to make the to, to get the baby to sleep better because when the parents get to me uh, it's because they're having some kind of issue right the baby is waking up mm-hmm. multiple times they're having a hard time at bedtime they have to rock the baby to sleep all night or they have to resort to breastfeeding or 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 formula to get them to sleep. It, nothing else works, right? So they need, they want some change. They want their time back. They want to be able to sleep seven, eight hours a night. So when we get together in an initial consultation, we talk about their routine, what they're doing during the day. Do they work? Is there a parent uh, present at home all day, or do they both work? What caregivers are are involved? Uh, does the child go to daycare? So very detailed schedule. I even like talk about what time they eat, what they eat. You talked about nutrition, and that also works in some way to to help to help you get better sleep. You no, know? children and adults.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So nutrition is important. How often are they feeding? Sometimes. The baby doesn't have a um, a set schedule, and they, you know, because they only sleep with when they're breastfed. They're snacking all day, you know, and then they they're not eating. They're not getting any other nutrition from solids mm-hmm. because they're just focusing on on the breast. So we discuss all of this in our in an initial consultation. We talk about the baby's temperament. It's also important when we work together, because not every baby, some babies are really mellow, other babies are really sensitive and like very alert and any th- noise affects them. So there are some changes the parents need to do in, in every case, right? So if a baby, it's very sensitive to noise. What we, the first thing we work on is changing the, the, the sleep environment and how do we make it less noisy and maybe moving the crib, maybe adding some white noise, maybe, you know, doing the dishes a little later when the baby's already, you know, fast asleep because he hears a, dishes, a dish and, and wakes up, right? I'm just making mm-hmm. an example here. So, there's a lot we talk about and it's not only there's no some some parents come to me and, and they say, OK, how do I stop multiple wake up uh, wake ups? And they want to, you know, a fast and easy solution. But there's really none because we, we need to know why this is happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's the world that I've been in with with wellness. You know, you said that and it just made me think of, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody comes to me and they talk about that they are, you know, they've got allergies or they have, you know, this A rash that developed or they, you know, have, you know, certain, they have a hard time losing weight or they can't sleep. It's not just here, here's a, here's a pill or here's a such and such. It's like, what, let's tell me about what's going on in your house, in your life. What have you tried before? Because if we can take a look at all of that, that gives you a better idea of what could be causing this, um, as opposed to just trying to put a bandaid on it. Let's just, Yes. Give the baby some Benadryl so she'll sleep, you know, go to sleep or something like that. Yeah. And I also realized with four children, they're all different. They are all different. Mm-hmm. And even with sleep, I chuckle when I think about um, well, you know, the first one, it's always like we had to like make sure he was completely asleep and he wouldn't like if we tried to leave the room, he just, you know, pop up and pull out another book and things like that. And um I remember our second child, like my um, I was out doing my Sunday chore, or errands or something like that. My husband's home with the kids and um, he couldn't find our second one, but he could hear him kind of like whining and crying and stuff like that. He couldn't find him. And he said he found him next to the crib. He had taken a stool and pushed it up against the crib and he was trying to get in the crib because he just loved sleep and he wanted to go to He wanted to go to sleep, you know? And then, you know, I say that the fourth child, like I would, you know, it was like I tried to keep the house super quiet for all of the kids. And by the time Tommy came along, the fourth one, I was like, I don't care, like, make as much noise because he just has to be able to sleep because we are a busy family. We've had all this stuff. And so you
0: cannot keep three kids quiet. No, no. Uh- the same time. Yeah. And you have to adapt.
1: Yeah. He had to adapt and get used to, Mm -hmm. you know, because he wasn't this first child that like, okay, mommy's going to nap while you nap. Like, that's really a great idea. But once you have three, four kids, you're kind of like. I mean, I ended up hiring somebody by the fourth child. Mm -hmm. I hired a gal that was in college and she would come and help me out and take the kids out so that I could sleep with when Tommy slept or I could. And she did some laundry and some meal prep because it was just they were so close together and it was really hard to do that.
0: And sometimes that is what the family needs Sometimes, you know, it's not only about the baby's sleep, but what the family needs. And in your case, you needed help. And sometimes the families I work with, they do, they realize they need extra help. So how do they make it happen? You know, of course, everyone has different resources, but dividing the chores, you know, involving the the dad more. Because sometimes, often it's the mom that is doing all the house chores, Mm -hmm. you know, so... Involving the chores. So it's really important when I when I work with a family to have both parents present in the consultations. Because it's them who make the plan, not me, really. Mm-hmm. It's the it's just me talking, asking questions, and they realizing what they really need. And sometimes it's extra help. For example, in my case, cooking for me was too much. Just you know, the actual cooking, but thinking about what I'm going to make, the menu for the week, the snacks and, the you know, th- that was too much for me. So my husband took took on the role of the chef of the house. And now he, he's back in the office. So I'm actually ordering in. My kids get food from school. So I just ordering from a service that, you know, sends you prepared meals and, and that's it. And that's how that I th- that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. And really, it made all the difference. And, you know, I think
1: that a really important thing to say at this point, when, when you talk about like you, we got help or I had a girl help is that it's just, there's nothing wrong with asking for help, you know, for so, for so long. I mean, I was raised by a mother who was very strong, stoic. She kind of did it all. Mm -hmm. And she showed us that that's what we do as women. We do it all. And I realized through my journey of life that, It's okay to ask for help. It doesn't mean that we're not capable of awesome, great things. Yeah. But that at that particular time in your life or in my life, like I need a little help. I need a little bit of support. And so having, you know, having that anticipatory period before your baby's born or before like I'm having surgery next month. And so having that planning time to say you know what it's going to be tough to cook i'm usually the cook so what are we going to do we're going to prep some meals maybe we're going to order some meals in maybe we start a meal train Are you people are waiting to like well tell me when i can come and cook for you i'm like okay really do you? and my husband tends to be somebody that's like oh forget it we'll just do it and i'm like no it's okay it's okay to allow people to help you because
2: mm-hmm.
1: again it doesn't mean that we're not capable and that's i think sometimes within women you know, where we do, even if we're, we have a business and we're working, we just, that tends to be a traditional role that the woman just does all of that.
0: Yeah. Because it used to be that way. It used to be that way, really. Like my mom has, she's one of seven kids. And so my grandfather, he, he was a teacher and and he went to work and my grandma stayed home. And I, I always think to myself, like, how did she do it? Like when my grandma with seven kids, and you know, my mom says we help. I mean, each kid because they are like ten years apart, from the the, the oldest to the youngest. The older kids help around the house, but they also got help from the neighbors. And they, they 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 lay they lived in a small town, you know, those kind of towns that you know every you know all your neighbors and and your doors open and your neighbors go in and out, you know. So just getting help from them. And and she says she remembers having. Neighbors come in, come in and help with dinner and they go home. And then my grandpa came, you know, from, from work and they all ate together, but everything was ready because she had help. Even if like they didn't even have the resources to hire, you know, someone to cook or clean, they had people around them that will be, that will help mm-hmm. just showing, showing, showing up and help. Right. We need to allow that. Right now, right. Uh uh-huh. We need to allow that, and even when I'm working with with expecting parents, sometimes I work with parents that are expecting the baby is not born yet. We talk about that, like how do you organize your house and your team? You know, your is your mom gonna be here? Do you have someone that helps? What role is everyone gonna have? Because you need to download some of that, all that mental load that that moms usually have, because the mom's going to be focused on the baby. And actually when the baby is born, you go through all these hormonal changes that even your brain slows down. So you need to be prepared before the baby comes. And so talk to your spouse. uh, We talk about this in in my, in my consults, Uh, just talk to each other about what, so what what do you always have on your mind, you know, when you're at home, at work, what things would help you slow down? So they start distributing all these tasks before the baby is born. So when the baby is born, they're ready. Really what they need when the baby comes is, you know, mom focusing on the baby, but someone focusing on the mom. Mm-hmm you know, the mom, is she eating right? Is she breastfeeding? Does she need snacks? Does she need water next to her, you know? And and sometimes just being next to mom is enough. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just being there uh, helps mom relax and and rest. And I remember when my first baby was born, I was like, my husband was like, forget about it. Just go to, just take a nap. I'll, take care of everything, but I still had things on my mind that wouldn't let me mm. sleep. Yeah. So when I had my second, I said, no, this time I need to like, because I have a toddler now when I'm having a new baby, this time I cannot allow myself to like have things on my mind. So I work mm-hmm. on that before. I learned from my first experience, right? Um, mm-hmm. So this is what I try to, to, to tell the parents I, I work with. And then, um, because lack of sleep, brings a lot of uh health issues and like it impacts your body and mind so when when you when you're not sleeping uh, it impairs your thinking you're less focused it impacts your mood you're more irritable right every little thing annoys you uh mm-hmm. when you are when you are not sleeping well and then if you're going back to work you need to be rested and you need to be, you cannot have a, a bad mood or or not focus enough at work. You have to be on your hundred percent, right? And then it also leads to other health issues like obesity, heart disease. If you're not sleeping well and then you're working and you're you're in a stressing environment at work, it could lead to heart to heart disease. And nowadays, you see a lot of people like young people, like 30 in their thirties or early forties having heart attacks. Hmm. And you know, sleep is one reason. They're not taking care of it uh, of themselves. So this is also something I talk about in my, in my consultations is what happens when you don't sleep, not only when right. your child doesn't sleep, but when, when the parent don't, doesn't sleep. And I think again, when I mean, we
1: get to that, you know, go to that, you know, thought again, that women think that, you know, they're, invincible or i don't know my husband thinks he's invincible and can go 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 and we live in this society of quick going and trying to get you know a quick satisfaction and like everything's quick you know let's just google it or yeah. whatever and um right. and distraction and and i found um and i think it's again that was definitely on my notes to say like why is sleep important and those things that we don't think about that are really that can impact us. I mean, it's just, we're not taking a break. We're not giving, if we're not sleeping for a extended period of time, I mean, sleep is when our body rests, regenerates, heals, and gets ready for that next day of activity and things like that. And if you're not doing that, like you said, there's a big correlation between lack of sleep and obesity, heart disease, you know, just those Stress levels, um, and that cortisol can just really wreak havoc on your health.
0: Exactly, you're not getting, you're not letting your body work through all the processes it needs to work through the night. Because in in all those seven to nine hours, your work, your body is working, is working on repairing that. What you said on repairing, releasing hormones that you need to, you know, uh, control your hunger for example and then so if you're not letting your body go through all of that then the next day and long term that's how your health is affected your immune system uh weakens um and you're more accident prone right and uh, it was i, I think a, a few weeks or last month there it was um i i there, there was an article about sleep apnea and this is not related to, to sleep, uh, to baby sleep, but sleep apnea is something that is mo- more common nowadays. I think there's more allergens and things like that, you know, in the environment. And sleep apnea can cause accidents. I mean, it's causing more accidents than drunk driving mm. nowadays because people are falling asleep on the wheel,
2: mm.
0: you know, and, and that article talked about sleep apnea, but this could also happen when your baby is not sleeping. Right. You know, because you're having multiple night wakings, you're not sleeping, you're sleeping just one to two hours and then waking up. So when that, when this happens and when this gets bad, you can, this is called micro sleep. So you go to, you don't even notice, but you go to sleep and that's when accidents happen. And imagine having your kid in the back of your car. Yeah. And then I know someone that went, you know her body completely shut down after spending almost 20 days you know with with bad sleep mm-hmm. so it really affects your health it really affects mm-hmm. your health
1: you know i think the message is too let's not get to that point that you're falling asleep at the wheel or that you're you know let's prevent that and it really again, it correlates. That's why I was really interested to have a conversation because it correlates so much to what I do in wellness. Like, let's not wait for the wake up call to happen. Let's not wait for the heart attack to happen. Let's not, you know, and sometimes we don't know what's going on. I have a girlfriend who just had to have open heart surgery and she had no idea that this was happening. And, you know, until it did happen and she had a aortic dissection and she nearly died, but You know, in the most cases, we can create these healthy habits, right? These habits that we follow, this kind of protocol, if you want to make a checklist, or like you said before, like who's doing this task, who's doing that. Same thing with us if we're looking to live a healthier life, establishing those habits so that we don't get to that point where we run into the curve because we fell asleep and are, you know, or again, we have a heart attack or something like that. Let's create these habits. And establish these things and these guardrails for our health, if you will, um, yeah. so that we don't get to that point because it's possible. And again, we live in this fast world that like we've got to do it all and we've got to, you mm-hmm. know, multitask. And uh, if we're feeling tired, we're just going to drink a monster drink and, yeah. you know, some extra cups of coffee and things like that, which don't help in the long run.
0: No, they don't help. And, and the corporate world is also very they ex- expect you to work or be available you know 24/7 i think it's also important for for them you know for for the corporate world the, the those in charge that is important to let your employees uh, have that have, have rest have time for themselves not ask them for you know uh one day deadline you know give me s- I need to report tomorrow and then they have to stay up all night or things like that. And especially with young kids, l- interns, intern level, you know, associate, they ask so much of them and and they feel that they have to show, you know, that they're capable, which is good, but there should be a balance.
2: Mm-hmm. There
0: should be a balance. and And I think it also starts there. You know, when you are in charge of a family, when you are in charge of employees, when you are a leader, you also need to to make sure that your people are getting everything they need. Mm-hmm. They're getting, a they're having balance in their life. Not, not only work, work, work. Well, and speaking
1: of that, do you, have you found that? the um you know the change that's happened during the pandemic of more people mm-hmm. working at home as opposed to going to an office have you found that that has impacted or how have you found that that's impacted again family dynamics sleep and things like that with people being kind of all at home at home more
0: well i think moms especially were the ones that were more affected because as we said earlier Moms are just wired that way, you know, to take care of everything in the house. And so when the pandemic hit and the kids had to stay home, it was the moms that had to be working, but at the same time, getting their kids on Zoom for their classes and, you know, and fixing the schedule if they only had one computer, you know, and how are we going to work together? So moms were the more affected in my, in my, you know, in my opinion, because of that, and yeah, they had to stay home. They had to stay up later. I think it did impact a lot of health. I don't think we're gonna see it right away, but you know, long term, we we we'll definitely we definitely gonna see um, some health issues. That's also. I mean, let's not. Yeah. uh Yeah. I mean.
1: It's not all the moms, but
0: it's all not all the moms, but families, families, you know, and even, you know, uh, if you had a nanny or someone that helped at home, they couldn't come to work. They couldn't come to your house. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of extra work for 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 the families to have the kids there. And also it it impacted the kids because the kids couldn't go outside. And when you don't go outside, you don't get enough vitamin D, you know, from the sun and they and kids have a lot of energy. so. They have, they cannot uh, play outside. They cannot, their bodies are just Mm -hmm. bored. And then it also affected their sleep. Yeah. There uh, there were more screens involved also. And screens, you know, the blue light impacts your melatonin production. So, of course, there were a lot of sleep issues for kids, for parents, more stress for the parents. So I think... This is why it's so important now to go back to the healthy habits and reminding parents why it is so important for them to sleep.
1: Brought to you by Gorski Wellness and the possibility of a better you. Are you feeling sluggish? Ready for a change? Need more energy? Up for a bigger challenge? I'm Moira Gorski, retired nurse and wellness advocate. For over 22 years, I've been helping people live healthier lives while making small changes each and every day. Those small changes lead my clients to living a healthier lifestyle with markedly better health. As a brand ambassador for the Shackley Corporation, the most clinically proven wellness company in the world, I guide my clients to make healthier choices each day with their food, supplements, skin care, workouts, and mindset. They say getting started is half the battle. Let's make healthy happen together. If you're ready for simple, Natural, sustainable solutions to feeling and looking your best. Let's connect. You'll find a link in the show notes or reach out to me at Moiragorsky.com. Here's to a better you. You know, what's popping up for me too is this idea of boundaries, too. You know, is mm-hmm. that, you know, because really for so long I thought, you know, boundaries about, you know, was about my kids and consequences if they came home late. But it's really the, It's just establishing a boundary to say and kind of like I talk about that with relationships and things like that, like boundaries are a way that we show other people how to treat us. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's also establishing that boundary like, okay, this is the time that we're going to mommy quits work. And then I come and, you know, we have we have dinner and we have playtime or whatever. And then this is the time to go to bed or, you know, it's just having those boundaries in place and kind of those rules or if you want to call them rules or boundaries to say this is again this is our schedule this is what we do um you know mom needs some time or this is our family time i mean i find that yeah you talk with people it's like well i'm just going to go do that you know when they work from home it's like here i'm just going to do a little bit more work i'm going to do a little and it's like and i'm saying that because sometimes you know even though my i just have one daughter at home and she's 24 but it still is that for me, it's like, okay, I'm done working for the day. I'm just gonna close the computer, I'm gonna close the office door and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna put my phone on do not disturb at nine o'clock or something like that to just establish that because there's all these blurred lines of like, oh, I'll just do a little bit more, I'll send one more text, I'll just thing like that. And then it's like, okay, but yeah. are we really, you know, do we have to do all of that? Can't we just have a again better boundaries, a better routine? Because when there is those things things go more smoothly from our health our sleep our moods all of that
0: exactly uh, the bedtime routine what what you said uh, about you know putting your phone on silence that's a really good habit to have but so hard for so many people you know even myself i i'm no you know, I have a boundary about that, but I still sometimes find myself on social media or just finishing a video. Like last night, my husband sent me a video. It was like 15 minutes long and I was already in bed, but I couldn't stop watching, right? So I mm-hmm. stayed up late later, but having boundaries, but also being flexible. Sometimes it's okay to be flexible. And, and that happens also when 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 parents are working on, on their kids' sleep. You know, when you establish... Healthy habits for so long, it's so uh, ingrained in you that if you don't do it one day, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect it, it affect you so much. The next day you go back to your regular routine. But when you don't have a established routine or those healthy habits ingrained, that's when you find it difficult, you know. tonight you're going to stay watching a movie tomorrow maybe you read a book the next day you maybe you know go to bed later And so that's when your body doesn't recognize that's, that's when it becomes it becomes more difficult for you to go to get in on track get on track mm-hmm. And that also have happened with kids. I see that a lot. On weekends, the parents want to go visit their friends. They go, come back home at 9 p.m. That's when they put their kids to bed. And it's so hard because they're crying. The next day they miss their nap because they want to go to lunch. And uh, then they're working all week. And and they're maybe the nanny is not as strict with the nap schedule. So when you want to work on that it takes time sometimes i work with with families for two three weeks with others i've been working for six months because they have all these issues that they have to work on that we have to make to to choose one to work at a time right so we work on stages and one stage can uh, be a month another another change can be a week but another can be you know another month. So you're already working with them for like two months or three months. Mm -hmm. And then when the baby is ready to learn to sleep independently, it also, it's easy for them. It's easier for them, but you also have to reinforce that new habit, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to work for another month just to make sure that they're doing every, you know, that they're repeating everything, being consistent. And, Establishing a new habit can take time. Mm-hmm. Some people say, you know, establishing a new habit it takes only twenty-one days. Have you have you heard that?
1: Mm-hmm. I've heard that, yeah.
0: But it it really it takes more time.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: can take like ninety days. You have to you have to keep doing it for the baby to really learn. Well,
1: like you said, there's lots of things in play. You know, if it was just one thing that you're changing, you know, mm-hmm. perhaps it could be the 21 days, but there's lots of those other, you know, things. And it, I I mean, you said a couple of things, like it's nice to have the flexibility, but it's also nice to keep that. I mean, I realized in the pandemic, I mean, there was, there was so much more screen time. I mean, I'm, I'm used to working from home and through the computer, but I also would go out and I go out and I meet with clients and do meetings out, but it's front of the screen so much. And my, in between that and I think the stress of the whole pandemic and the unknown, I really, my sleep was really impacted. And it's taken me quite some time. It took me quite some time. And um, to just, again, figure that out and figure out what that rhythm is. But also for me, like going upstairs earlier and saying, okay, I'm going to start because I don't, I'm an early riser and I love to get up and have my morning routine when it's dark and then go off to um, work out and things like that. I don't want to skimp on that, but if I don't go upstairs and so it's, it's been a few things of having the tea before upstairs, but make sure I go upstairs, but turn off the phone. And then what do I do upstairs? And I read and the essential oils and all that kind of stuff. It's not just one thing that we're changing. Um, it takes, it takes, like you said, so that consistency and it takes uh-huh. just practice and habits and, you know, um, habit forming and things like that.
0: Yeah, it takes time. And they, like, for example, a few weeks ago, my husband went to bed like 9 p.m., which is, where you know, weird for him. He usually is uh, like a night owl. But he was tired, so we, he went to sleep at 9 and woke up the next day around 6. And he said, you know, I still feel tired. Like, I, I, I feel like I, I needed more time to sleep. But, but why did this happen because i went to bed at 9 right and i said okay that's great but what happened during the day what when was your last coffee you know when did you stop um working when did you like when did you turn off your computer what time did you wake up that the the previous day cuz all of these small things impact your sleep the next night so it's not it's not only just going to bed to bed early that's gonna you know get you the rest you need it's how you spend your day so if you if you drink a coffee at 5 p.m. you're still gonna have that caffeine in your system your body is not used to going to bed that early so your melatonin is not gonna be the same as if your body is used to going to bed at 11 so your, your body is going to start producing melatonin around like 10, 1030, right? Because you're usually going to bed at 11. So when you go to bed at nine, your body doesn't know mm-hmm. that you're going to bed at nine. So it, it didn't produce enough melatonin for you at that time.
1: And I've heard that that's called the mel- like a melatonin window.
0: Yes. Right. right. Uh-huh. And so and that's when we should go to bed. That's when you're going to go to bed the easiest. And that's what Mm -hmm. happened with babies. If they don't have established routine, you cannot start sleep training your baby tomorrow because tomorrow, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start my new bedtime at eight, but their body is not ready yet because you haven't been giving it the signals that eight is going to be your new bedtime. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to work before. And sometimes we work for, uh, you know, a longer time because you you do all these changes and you get your body adjusted before you start, you know, working on your sleep.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Once your body knows, okay, this is my new routine. Okay, great. Now I know when to go through every process. So I know when to produce melatonin. I know when to release a... Hunger hormone. I know when to release the growth hormone. You know when we're talking about children, because when do, when they don't have this regular schedule, their body doesn't know what what there's it's supposed to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Body doesn't know what it's supposed to do at a certain time of of the day. So it's really important to work not only on the nights but on the days too. What's your routine, and and that includes food naps. Outside activities, you know, exercise, a lot of things with kids. There's a lot of things. Sometimes some kids go to school, sometimes are at home. So what, what they're going to do to help their body sleep better at night, what they're going to do during the day to help their body sleep better at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's,
1: um, again, it's something great to to look at and to think about that our bodies are these beautiful machines, you know, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they they will do certain things if they, again, know what to do and we get ourselves established into those habits. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a great way to kind of finish this up to again, say, you know, it's it's important. Again, I see that in my work that I do, but it's when you have a chance to bring a child into the world, you have a chance as a parent Mm -hmm. to really start to establish those really good habits, Mm -hmm. you know, right at the beginning of their life while you're doing that for your child, I mean, you're really doing it for yourself.
0: And when you establish these habits from the beginning, these are going to be lifelong habits. They're going to be, you know, in there Mm -hmm. all the way through adulthood. And that's what you want. You want a healthy child, you know, you want your child to be healthy all their life.
1: Right. And we have, yeah, we have a chance to help them with that right then, but, um, and be that that example for Mm -hmm. them. Because again, that's what the. I mean, we think about like when our kids are older and they're in high school and things like that. And, you know, you put these boundaries down more tightly on them and establish. And, you know, I've heard it many times that, oh, the kids are misbehaving because they don't, um, or they're misbehaving. And why are they misbehaving? Well, sometimes it's like, so they, they act out either, you know, sometimes in a bad way, just because but they're trying to get some attention or they're trying to figure out,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, what am I supposed to do? You know, And it's kind of that it makes me think of, like with the babies, they're just trying to figure out, like you said, they come out with a blank slate. like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And so we have, as parents, be it little babies and even these, you know, little teenagers. Like we have that ability to show them, like to put some bumpers around them, to put some boundaries, to put some yeah. guardrails up to say, hey, this is a good way. Yeah, you're going to all be a little bit different. Explore, but these are the limits. Yeah. These are the limits. And it's really important to establish that. So yeah. again, I think it's it's wonderful and fascinating work that you do. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because there's so many people that, and again, I know as a mom of four kids and- going through those times, it's, it's tough, it's tough times and that you're exhausted and you're just, I mean,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, there was one time I called my husband cause all the kids were screaming, you know, I don't know how many kids I had then, but they were all screaming, probably three. Cause I remember it was at the other house. And, um, by the time he got home, yeah. they were fine. Right. But in the meantime, I was like, oh my gosh, they're all crying. I don't know what to do, you know, but, yeah. um, it's a uh, it's an interesting world and it's a beautiful one. I I love being a mom and the honor of raising the kids and
0: and as as we discussed, each child is different.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So when you have those three of them screaming, you know sometimes it's with my kids. I have two, and sometimes when they both when they are both screaming at the same time, that's the hardest part of the day. You know, if one is screaming, that's fine. You know what to do. You know your your kid. You know what works. When the other one screams the same one but when they're both screaming <laughs> sometimes you just need a break right. then come back and, you know
2: right that's yeah.
0: fine yeah what can we do right but yeah it does get easy uh it does get easier and again if you establish these habits from you know from from birth i i always uh tell the parents start from birth some so people ask me when can you, can you know, when can you work on your baby sleep? You can work since day one. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sleep through the night when they're newborns. But if you establish healthy habits, those first months, once they go on to having the same sleep cycle as adults, and they do, they get that at around four months, they can sleep the same. You know, mm-hmm. they can sleep five hours, six hours really quick. So you, you shouldn't you shouldn't spend as a parent you shouldn't spend more than a year with bad sleep if you establish uh, if you establish healthy habits and so I always encourage people to work on their sleep early on you know if they don't want to work when they're newborns you four five months six months are great for, to establish a healthy foundation so they can sleep through the night without props, without needing you to rock them every night, without needing to breastfeed or or anything. I've heard from like having, you know, touching their parents' hair, thrilling the mom's hair. We work on that one once. And mm-hmm. so there's always something to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just ask for help, just ask, reach out. There's a lot of, I have a lot of free resources. But always open to work together. I love working with parents, you know, uh, help them throughout their plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes it's better not only to work, uh, you know, to to establish a plan with me, but also work together. Because sometimes things happen. One thing doesn't work. So what can you do next? How can you change that? And so we work together on, you know, um, adjusting, adjusting the plan and just getting to where where you want to be. Get into right. where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell the, our audience where um where they can
1: find you and some of those re- free resources.
0: Yeah, my free resources are everything is on my website. It's easynightsgsc.com or on Instagram. Also, I have my free resources there uh, at easy.nights or on LinkedIn with my name, Alejandra Zuniga. Moira um, can type that oh, later. Okay. In-
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll put that all in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's um,
0: good. They're all there. I have like ideal schedule for your baby according to their age. I have like tips, uh, five steps to help them sleep through the night. Everything without crying. My approach is gentle, gradual, respectful and baby led.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's really Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, I I love it. And um, it's that message of like, start early. And that's, um, we can start establishing Mm -hmm. those habits for life. So yeah, yeah, start
0: early. As they grow, there's more things involved, more factors, you know, Mm -hmm. tantrums and like separation, separation, anxiety, all those things that uh, children go through. So it's easier when you start earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I Same agree. Part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on and having a conversation. It's, it's good. It, it just, um, I have, I have fond memories of those, um, yeah. days when my kids were little, but also again, um, it's tough. It's, it can be a tough time. And, um, like I said earlier, like I've learned that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to just mm-hmm. ask for a little bit of support, be it mm-hmm. from your friends, from your family or somebody like you that can really just come in as that expert and, um, really help kind of oversee these um establish these habits um mm-hmm. so that we can all we can all live happily and blissfully ever after right
0: thanks maria for for having me uh just one thing i wanted to add is just talk about what you're going through sometimes when you talk to parents or you have a friend that had a baby how are you doing right and and they say oh yeah everything's great baby's great love you know but really talk about what you're struggling with, with because especially with people that have had babies or with experts, because there are things that you can work on, small things that you think they're normal at this stage, right? But things can be better mm-hmm. if you talk about it. Right, I agree. Because someone can share their experience, a tip that can help. Uh, so I think that, that that's also important to do.
1: Yeah, and knowing that, Even again, with the women that I work with now that are, you know, 50 and above, like our hormones shift. And so we feel like we're a little crazy. I mean, same thing. When you have a baby, your hormones change around so much. And don't, you know, don't discount that as something that definitely happens. And so that can impact your mood. It can impact your anxiety and things like that because of those shifts. So it's all normal. But again, they don't give you a manual of how to you know how to raise our kids and do those things and so sometimes like you said talk about it ask other people what they've done and uh, because it can be you can get through it a little bit more smoothly yeah so exactly. yeah 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 so i appreciate you being here and having this conversation um thanks listeners for coming here and, and listening again i always um appreciate these conversations and appreciate when my audience comes back and say hey thanks that was really helpful because uh it's uh, that's what I'm, you know, again, continuing to do is offer hope out there to others that we can um, live joyful, um, abundant lives. And sometimes we just need a little help along the way. So thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Hey there, ready to live a more joyful life? Considering connecting with someone who can help you? If so, I'd like to be that person. I offer a free consultation where we determine where the chaos is in your life and how you can learn to bring more joy each and every day. Visit my website, moiragorsky.com or simply email me moira at moiragorsky.com, with more joy in the subject line. I look forward to connecting and I'm here to say, there will always be some chaos, which requires a little juggling, but you can find joy and live your life intentionally filled with that joy. Let me help you on your journey to joy. And that's joy, the journey of you.